Hey guys, Ben Hacker here from Athletes USA Sports Media and welcome to the ASM podcast. This podcast is here to help you guys learn and navigate the US college system and how you can get a scholarship. We'll also be sharing insights into growing your own personal sporting brands and how we work with some of the biggest brands to give you the best opportunities in making and succeeding it as a professional athlete. In this episode, the guys from our headquarters in Miami explain who they are and their own personal experiences at college to hopefully show that we are doing this from a place of experience. Any particular topics that you want covered, then contact us on Instagram or Facebook. Search for Athletes USA Sports Media. Hope you guys enjoy. So welcome to episode one of our Athletics Scholarship Podcast. I'm here with Team Athletes USA. Welcome, guys. Yo, yo. Hey, guys. So this is our very, very first podcast, guys. So we're very new to this. We've already had some banter going on. We are filming this live on Instagram if you're watching there. So welcome to the team. Um, episode one, we're simply just going to really introduce who Athletes USA is. A lot of you athletes are working with our scouts or think about joining already members of the program, which is great. But we just want to introduce really who we are. Um, this is only part of the team globally. We're over 120 in the team. I think so. We've got what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of us here today. Was that way, though. Yeah, yeah, but we're talking <laughs> to the podcast. So, <laughs> and, um, so this is going to be fun. Every week we're going to bring you a different uh, episode. We're going to be talking to coaches, actual NCAA coaches, or talking to um, athletes as well. So we want to keep this fun. I'll start it off. Um, I'm Chris Vidal, founder of Athletes USA. I started this company nine years ago to help athletes just like you listening to this with your dreams of going to college. I had a very rough time in the recruiting process, um, didn't really know what I was doing, had very limited options, and I simply wanted to make a company that helped athletes reach their potential and get to their dream colleges. So that's me. I'm going to pass. Oh, I am from London, England. That's why I've got a funny accent as well. So I'll pass this to Ben. Hey, Ben Dietz here, one of the Americans in the office. I help manage our placement team. Uh, we have 27 different sports, and I'm... Uh, point man for almost nearly all of them, uh, besides our soccer program, and you're going to meet him later. Uh, hi, my name is Herbert. I'm from Germany, actually, from Europe, and I joined the team two years ago. I'm part of the management team, and we are basically preparing all the kids from yeah from from the start until they hopefully graduate, and that's me. My name is Jay, but my formal name is Jaquan Green. Um, I'm the recruiting manager for Athletes USA. I initially help you guys get started if you're wanting to become a scout. Um, also, I help you know with the building of our team, so I'm a team director as well. I, help, I initially help some of you guys get started, so um, that's pretty much what I do here. So let me know if you want a job. <laughs> that's always handy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my name is Renee. Um, I'm the guy that Ben talked about. I'm the... I'm the soccer placement director, so I'll take care of all the soccer players. Uh, I'll make sure they go to good schools, they go to good programs, they get a, they get the right fit, and I also evaluate players, and then uh, and then we send them out to coaches. All right, um, Dave Campanella. Last but not least, uh, I'm the head baseball softball scout here, one of the international team directors. Uh, do a lot of work in the great nations of Australia and New Zealand. Uh, halfway across the world, you guys need scholarships. Just about more than anyone. So um, that's me. That's what I do. And um, any sport you need, like I said, I specialize in baseball and softball. But uh, any sport, we can help you out. Any sport at all. 
Uh, my name is Louis Fagelson. I'm the marketing director. I do a lot of the branding and social media, um, as well as some of the administrative administrative work. Um, so, if you're reaching out over one of the social media pages, you're probably talking to me. And everyone's trying to laugh that yeah. right now because I took the bottle away from uh, <laughs> stealing my thunder. My yeah, I'm shaking it. It's making noise, man. We're oh, doing this as a podcast. You don't hear anything. <laughs> anyway, it's all good. This is meant to be good fun. So. Um, well, topic one this week, we want to talk about really all of our experiences recruiting. We've all had some sort of experience, right, guys? I mean, uh, we always talk about it in the office with athletes we're working with. And I think our biggest pet heave with athletes that we see that are good, and I don't know, let's, let's start a debate here, but for me is when they start, right? I know when I talk to an athlete that's really, really good, and I'm like, dude, man, you know, I could get you like this in this school, and they're like, well, let me go think about it. I'm like, you're going to miss an opportunity. I don't know what you guys are thinking on that one. Uh, there's no question. The thing that if I could do it all over again, it would be to prepare sooner. I'd take my SIT one year earlier than I, I was supposed to. You just get moving. The sooner, the better. The better video coverage, the better SAT score, the, the better and the earlier everything comes, the better chances you are of finding that top scholarship. Yeah, what do you guys think? Agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when it comes down to it, you got to get started as soon as fast as possible. So, you know, like you said, preparation is key with this entire thing. You know, just making sure that you have all of the tools and, and resources necessary. That's initially the reason why we're here to help you guys. You know, so just getting the, the doors open for you and getting you down the road. You know, are we talking right now about like, like handling the the offer when you get an offer from from a coach? Are we talking about both? Are, when I'm, should I'm you looking start? at like an athlete when they should start the process, right? Because okay. like I was just talking to some athletes today. And um, who's ever their phones on? Let's get it off. It's Dave's going to be the, the, the office pet heave. Like, if, it, if, it's the, if it's the water can, that was the... We need that, man. We need that guy in the office. Somebody was wanting to get a scholarship. What can I do? Dude, take the phone call, man. You can get out of the room and take the phone call right now, man. No, they're already, they're already signed up. They're oh, okay. just, we're just doing some housekeeping. So. All right, good stuff, man. Um, but yeah, no, for me, it's about like, you know, I think athletes think they could leave us right to the last minute. And what I always try to stress is if we can start with you at 14, I think 14 is the perfect age. Although the coach is not going to talk to you at 14 years old, it's the perfect age for preparation, in my opinion, because you can then get things ready, you can find out what they want to do, you can then start guiding them in the right direction. And then when they get to 15, we can really start now the interesting stuff of the coaching, the tournaments, you know, and, and especially those big D1 schools. You know, we, we see it now already, Ben and Rene in the placement division, that these big one schools are, are giving scholarships like years in advance. And if you come to us at like 17, you're just missing out. You've already missed out on a bunch of stuff, right? I and mean, what do you guys find in the placement team with that? No, that's correct. I mean, big, big D1 schools, but also top-level D2 schools, they recruit at least two years in advance. So Top they're trying to find IA schools now. Yeah. So they're trying to find their talent two years in advance because they want to have... They have, want to have the, the, uh, the roster set. They want to have the best talent go into their school, so they go really early. So um, I transferred when I was 24. I'm from Germany, so that was way too late. If I would have known what possibilities I would have over here, I would have came at the age of 19 straight after high school, but I didn't know. So for all the transfers that, that, that are looking at coming over, all the kids that are from, from Europe or from out of the States and are still in high school, you should get ready right now. Because you never know when it's going to be too late. Yeah, There's no minimum age when a coach can express interest to you. 
And, um, I mean, just as an example, I'm sure everybody who's listening to this knows who LeBron James is. His son is 12 years old, and he already has scholarship offers from Duke and Kentucky. So there's no early age that is too young to start this process. You start this process when you start playing sport, in my opinion. I mean, it may not be a formal process, but you start this when you start playing because you're starting and you're wanting to play at the next level. You know, nobody listening to this wants to not play at the next level in one way, shape, or another, and that's what we're here to do, you know, bridge that gap and make it happen. In a sense, he's right. I mean, as soon as you start to develop a skill in your sport, you should come up with a plan. What are you going to do with that sport? Are you going to pursue it? Are you going to play multiple sports? Are you going to take it to the next level? Yeah, sorry, we're just going to get the Instagram feeds. We see a lot of people writing questions, so we want to get to those as well. Keep them coming. Show. Keep them coming. Yeah, but yeah, well. I mean, like, you know, we, I think we've, we covered that first point is starting the point early and starting the process early is just going to help because it, especially if you want us to help you get a good scholarship, the more time we have, the better. We can't stress that enough. I think that's a crucial thing. The other thing to me as well, if you are coming late, it's not the end of the world. Like it just, You just can't expect to go to the big D1 straight away. You can still get there. We've done it many times. We've gone to a junior college for one year, then transferring, or going to a Division two, then transferring. So it's still possible. It's not like you should just give up the whole dream because – I think you should always come and try this place out. Come to America, try it. I mean, look, in this room, what we got, one, two, three, three Europeans here, right? And we're outnumbered today of Americans. But in this <laughs> office, sometimes we have more Europeans than Americans. So there's, there's definitely, for, I'm looking at as an international athlete, it's definitely worth to come here and check it out and have a great time. And I know as America, you guys have been doing this for way longer, come and play college sports. And I, I think for you guys in, in, who are Americans, just ask you the question this, what makes it so good out here? Right, we get it because we've been here. But like for you, American guys, like why is it so awesome? College, yeah. Um, I mean, my personal opinion, just the overall access to schools. No, knowing that it's a challenging process to get in, but you do have a lot of options. Um, and not only do you have a lot of options, but you have a lot of competition. Going to different levels of sports, you know, looking at D one, D two, D three, and things like that, you have a lot of choices uh, in ways to get your skill sets better. Um, even yeah. if you're not at that level yet to be an elite player, you can always build up to that moment. So it's just about getting through that experience and building up to that point. Yeah. I mean, just for everybody listening who maybe doesn't understand. <laughs> We're just laughing because we got a message from, was that an athlete or coach? That's an uh, athlete. Oh, he's just saying also. Hey, what's um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just going to say, kind of touching on what Jay said, uh, college sports is – an $11.6 billion, with a B, billion-dollar industry. And there's 480,000 student-athletes right now. Well, it's summer right now, but come in August, there will be 480,000 scholarship athletes here from, what is it, over 100 countries? At least over 100 yeah. countries. So, I mean, if you're out there and you're saying, I don't know if I can make it, I don't know if I can do it, don't. If you're a doubter that it's not right for you, if you think you can do it and you're good enough to do it, if you're not sure if you're good enough you can do it, call us, email us, let us know. We'll evaluate you for free and tell you whether or not you are good enough to play. And then we'll make the dream into a reality for you. I mean, that's what I tell all of my athletes. This is a dream you have that you've heard about and you don't know if you can do it. Allow me to turn it into a reality for you. And you'll never regret it. Oh, that's a really good point because I, I see athletes that sometimes don't even want to see if they have what it takes because they just want to get more results first. And like sometimes you can actually get stuff already. You don't have to be the best of the best to get out here. Like you have to be good, right? But like you, just because you haven't won something doesn't mean you can't come to the U.S. or get a scholarship, right? There's still loads of schools out there you could get a scholarship to. And if we can start working for you early and you build up more results, 
then it just helps us get even better schools. And on a broader scale, I mean, the original question, what's it like to be an American and what's it like to continue a dream to pursue college? Uh, it's all about growth. I mean, just improving your resume for life. You go to college to improve your academics, to focus on something, to pick a career. Uh, athletically, you're moving on to better practice facilities, uh, more experienced coaches, higher level practices, competition that's more like you than what you dealt with at a younger age. So you're playing at a higher level at a, in a practice perspective that's going to drive you and push you to become a better athlete, better person, and ultimately provide a life job for you that uh, is satisfying. Yeah. And like another thing just to touch on, um, being like an American and trying to find uh, a scholarship uh, for somebody who's like native to the country. Um, like one of the problems I had was I just didn't know how to communicate with these coaches. Like I would kind of research a college and I wouldn't give it my like 100% interest. And I would kind of send like a, like just like a half-hearted email to the coach. And that's something that I think that we do really well here at Athletes USA is we already have this network of coaches. We have, we've already built these relationships. So it takes away, um, one of the hardest parts of the recruiting process, um, takes that away from, uh, the kids that are trying to go through it themselves. Yeah, and I, know, and I know as well, a lot of parents be wondering, and also athletes, why would I use the agency? Why would I not just do this myself? Like, do all of us here are living proof why you don't do it yourself? Mm-hmm. Because, I'll be laughing a bit, but it's true, because like you have to understand, like we can just pick up that phone and call that coach, mm-hmm. and we can get results. We, we know these coaches. I know Ben and Rene, you do that every single yeah. day, right? I mean, you I mean, are former coaches. Yeah. I mean, I didn't do it myself when I came here first. So yeah. when I came over to the U.S., I used an agency. Yeah. So, um... That, I mean, that's just proof how the model works. And yeah. without it, I would not I would have never made it. I did not use an agency and ended up in the snowiest city in the United States. <laughs> Dude, man, I feel so like two good examples. I, so I used an agency and, and I was in Hawaii, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference. But Do it yourself, you're going to be in snow. <laughs> Do it with an agency, you're going to be in Hawaii. <laughs> but I think, and it's also for us, it's the professional way. Because, you know, what we're doing athletes, you say, well, I think that's why we're excelling in the industry is we're looking at more than just college, right? We're looking at your futures. We're looking at where do you want to be in, say, four years after college? Do you want to be a professional? Do you want to be in a job, right? And we're creating pathways for you. We're connecting you with the right people to help you with that long-term dream. And But when we first started, it was just get you to college. But because we've grown so much now, we've added new services. And you know, any athlete in our program would know that you get that, right? It's, we're here for you during college. We're here in America, We've got offices around the world, but our main team's here in the U.S. in this in this room. Some of the guys are out traveling today, but you know you can call us anytime. You have an experience in America where you're like struggling with something, you want to talk to somebody, you can call us, we'll be here for you. And if you want to go to get a job, we'll help you with that. If you want to get to a professional contract, we can connect you with the right people. So long term, we're looking at like what what is the whole goal of coming to college, right? I know for like I don't know Ben, if you want to be a pro, but I know my goal is to come to college, go professional turn professional, I finish college, I try to go professional and no one helping me, it's extremely difficult. Right? I, I, I think for some of you guys it might be a bit different, it'd be good to know, but I think Herbert, I know from you, soccer, right? You wanted to be a pro athlete after college, right? For sure, it was my dream, but also, and that's why I love to, to go to college here, that you, you get the education, right? So I, I mean, I didn't make it pro after, so I fall back. Why, why do you education. feel like you didn't make it pro? I don't know, I'm probably not good enough did you have people helping you though like were people like connecting you with the right people mm, like right now i can say no at this time i didn't know because i right. didn't know it better so 
Yeah, I, I probably didn't make the best out of the potential. Going professional is a wonderful thing, and I hope that every single one of our athletes that reach out reaches out to us goes professional. But for a lot of you that won't, through no fault of your own, just because that's the most elite platform in the world, any professional league is. Um, think about the beauty of our system. I'll put it in one sentence for you. Not only is somebody out there who wants to let you come play here at one of the most elite amateur sporting divisions in the world for a lot of sports, basketball, baseball, softball, hockey, things of that sort. They're also going to give you money to do it. They're going to give you twenty-five to 30000 maybe even more. We've had kids get $60,000 a year, if not more, in scholarships. So there is a coach out there, if you allow us to connect you to him or her, that is not only going to let you play at the highest level in the world, amateur-wise, but they're also going to give you a scholarship to do it. I mean, there's no system in the world that's better than the system we have, and we can make it happen for everyone. Anyone that reaches out to us, we can do something for you. So, Yeah, I think as well, if you look at the Olympics, how many college athletes from the Olympics has proved how competitive the, the college system is here. You know, I think, what was it, USC, UCLA, they all had, Stanford all had athletes in the Olympics, who were Wake Forest, so many. so many. There were D2 schools. There were junior colleges with uh, Olympians. Yeah. It's more than just the big schools that everybody recognizes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think junior college had like 24 athletes yeah. in total in the Olympics. Wow. Sports. I'd have to look at that. Track and field was one of them. Yeah. The, I don't, really, don't remember his name. The Canadian runner. Um, anyone help me out? I'm counting on that. Canadian Photo- runner? Yeah, it's a photographic memory over here. I heard Donovan Bailey, but that was a little while ago. That was a while ago. <laughs> I remember you saying that there were some uh, golf athletes, like uh, NCAA golf athletes that were on the tour, right, on the PGA Tour? Oh, for sure. Yeah, the, the PGA has a number of alums from great universities. Lee Jansen won the U.S. Open in the 90s from a D2 school. So, I mean, it, it goes way back. Yeah, I mean, for me, I look at it this way. If you come to college and you prove yourself and you play well, your chance of getting a professional contract is so much higher. Look at, who's that basketball player from UCLA? Uh, Lorenzo Lonzo Ball yeah I mean one year at UCLA and mm-hmm. then he's getting drafted to the NBA sure. like that is living proof that if you come play compete you show you're good you'll get drafted we had that over MLS this year as well with um, Jose, Gomez. Jose Gomez right MLS draft yeah. they've also had two players go one to Mexico yeah, one to Sweden the Blue Cross team in Mexico I forgot what the guy's name was and here's the thing like he, you can make your mistake I tell parents this all the time and they're athletes but you can make your mistakes in college right and it doesn't cost you a single cent but yeah, I know when I was playing professional golf, every time I messed up, it cost me money. It cost me money to travel there, the entry fees, what I eat, right? And also mentally, it hurts you. It's like, damn, I just lost $5,000 in that tournament. Where like in college, you don't think about that. You're like, oh, well, let's play next week, right? So I think in college, you can learn how to deal with that pressure of like winning, losing, how to manage that. And then when you turn professional, yes, you're not going to always be winning, but you can deal with it much better. You can cope with it because you've had the training in college. Like, if you look at, like, you know, I'm going to pick war here, right? It's not the best one to pick, but military people train. They train, and then they go to war. You can't make a mistake in war. You die, right? Now, with college, you can make a mistake. You're not going to lose anything, right? But in, in, when you turn professional, you make mistakes, it's going to hurt your pocket. So use college as your training field to, like, see where, how good you are in the field of everyone else. See if you're beating everybody. Because if you're not, you're probably not going to win lots of tournaments in professional. And yeah. make peace, not war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That's like, that's the, 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 the why that came to my Because I was watching this movie last night with Brad Pitt in it. It's the uh, war, war Machine. It's on Netflix. 
<laughs> and I was watching that, and it was just in my head. Like, he, had, he said something. He's not even stuff. American. No, I mean you. You're talking about water. Oh yeah, it's just going in my head. I don't know why. But on that note, college, college, university here—it's the greatest insurance policy any of you athletes can have. Because if professional does not work out, even if professional does work out, the average athlete might have a four or five-year career. You know, we hope everybody goes on to play until they're forty-five years old or whatever. But if it doesn't work out, get a degree in something you want to study and have something to fall back on. Because once it's over. It's over. You know, play as long as you can until you physically or mentally cannot play any further, and then have something to fall back on. And that's the system that we provide. So I thought about that. And for those uh, of you not ready to give up sport after your high school career is over, it gives you four more years of top facilities, trainers, practices, coaches. You have travel included, gear, all that stuff that would cost you if you were going pro straight away. And it, like Chris said, it gives you the insurance that you can learn from your mistakes without costing you your career financially. All right, I want to. Have you got, got questions? So um, they just asked uh, when the scouts, or if we're hiring scouts right now. Jay. Jay yeah, this is all the time. Let's all just back away and let Jay speak. All the time. This is yeah. You need a right? job. If you need a job, just go on Indeed, apply, just search up Athletes USA, you'll find it. Or you can just email you. Careers, comment yeah. on this video. Send us go a direct on message. Snapchat, go on Instagram, wherever we have an account. Just go on there, comment. I need yeah. a job. I need to talk to Jay. I'm right here. Or oh, um, oh, oh, email us, careers at athletes-usa.com. That one. <laughs> <laughs> but on that note, if you are hearing this right now and saying, I know a lot of people that would benefit from this service, you're already a perfect fit for the job. Yeah. That's what we need yeah. in the scout. You know, we will train you and we'll teach you. Jay will teach you. Chris will teach you. I'll teach you on everything else. But if you know of athletes, youth elite student athletes that will benefit from what you're hearing right now, you're a perfect fit. Give us a call. And we, us an email. We have an amazing training platform. And then we've got over 50 hours of video. We got and we have the whole workplace. Uh, what's it, like a Facebook for business, mm -hmm. right? It's like we're whole teams online. We chat to one another because that's a challenge of our business because we're in so many locations. It's like communication. Mm -hmm. right. So we're always looking how we can better communicate with our scouts because the scouts are our front line for the athletes, right? They deal with you one-on-one. -on -one, they help. They've been through the process, you know, so they're going to really communicate what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And they work with us here at head office for all the information we pass with offers and stuff like that. So, yeah, if, you want, if you're interested in becoming a scout, Hit up Jay, careers at athletes-usa.com. Uh, he'll get in touch with you. I'd love to help you. So, look, I know we won't make this too long, but let's wrap this up. Um, I, I want us to all share our first day at college, what it was first like. Day. First day at college. <laughs> and then any athletes, that, long we, athletes that we've helped that hear this podcast, that we want them to like post the comments and stuff. Like, can you do that on iTunes? Or do you do that like, they can do it on the YouTube video, right? Yeah. Because we're going to YouTube video this as well. Yeah. So we can share the, share the stories. It'd be interesting. So who wants to go first? Are we talking about like first day of classes you're or very, first day, first day what, on okay, campus? Your first day on campus, what was it like? Like what were you Pre-season. Were you like... <laughs> it was hot. It was August in Birmingham. Where were you? Birmingham, right? Yeah, Birmingham Southern uh, College in Birmingham, Alabama. I remember it was August. Uh, it was before classes started because we were in preseason. It was actually captain's practices. And I just remember it being like 90 or 95 degrees. It's super humid. And we had like three days. So, I mean, we basically had three – like a morning session, afternoon session, and a like a scrimmage se uh, session before dinner time. I just remember it being like in the 90s all day, just totally drained by the end of it. 
Um, the coaches weren't even there. The coaches told our captains to leave the practice. So it was just, I mean, it was, I enjoyed it. Your play doesn't sound fun at your school. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it. I got to meet the whole team. You know, I got there a couple weeks before classes started, so I was already familiar with the campus whenever classes rolled around. I already had a good group of friends. So, I mean, it was a good situation, but it was more preseason was tough. It was just intense. Yeah, it was hot, it man, was hot in Birmingham. Good if you want to get good. Yeah, exactly. Necessary. <laughs> totally necessary. But it was tough. It was tough. Thank you. Me? Uh, all right. It was um, Morgantown, West Virginia. West Virginia University, really, really good athletic school. They've got baseball, national championship caliber football and basketball teams. So um, I just kind of remember getting there and then just um, parents uh, leaving me to be. And you're just, for that first five or ten minutes, you're just shell-shocked. You're just like, I'm on my own. I am. It's almost like you feel like you've just crossed some threshold into adults or something like that. It's, it's, it's a feeling and a <laughs> mentality I'll never forget. So then, you know, once you take a deep breath, you just start walking around and then like, really, I'll, I'll speak about it more from just a, you know, social side of things. There was a lot to do. I mean, I walked down, there was activities fairs going on. There was every different thing you could think of, clubs, activities, sports, you know, everybody was out and about. Everyone's at the bookstore. I walked around the town morgantown's a really nice like kind of university town a college town and it just i was just taking it all in it was just my mind was open and i was just opening myself up to anything and everything that i could you know experience and i had a really good four years so yeah it's really fun yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so my first day in hawaii was i was getting off the plane after a 24-hour flight well not a 24 hour flight but the whole travel was 24 right, hours right. and then um first thing you did was sleep no <laughs> <laughs> the first thing i did was Hawaii, go and actually go to the beach because we had practice at a beach park so we wasn't just uh, doing some fitness cool. but i was just standing under the tree in the shade and i watched the other players so i didn't have that experience like like lewis had but i was watching the kids all the players uh, practice and uh, i was just i mean i was i was flashed because there was palm trees everywhere there was the beach hundred yards behind me my team was practicing in a beach park and I was just I felt like I was I was um, in heaven <laughs> yeah that sounds awesome um, I went to Syracuse University which is in upstate New York and it was a pretty big school so I, I just was all over the campus I mean I'm from Syracuse as well so I was pretty familiar with the campus as well but just as an, a student there you have an entirely different approach or a different perspective when you show up and like okay well this is my first day um so my first day was honestly went just looking at the entire campus like seeing all that was around me i went to the bookstore i went honestly went to the quad and found a few females as well but (laughs) at at the end of the day you know i just tried to make the best out of it because i knew this was a a breakthrough for me you know i wanted to make a change for my life as well and just see what i can make happen and that's what i went for I remember when I got off the plane in New York, my school was up in New York, so D1 school. Um, I couldn't speak the language very well. <laughs> I still struggle sometimes, but you know, back in the days, I was like, oh, f- doing here. Oh! oh! See, you get a break. You get a break. <laughs> I got. I, it's all right. Lewis is gonna beep that one. Yeah, we gotta beep that one. That's the one thing he said was no swearing. Okay, you curse, but you shouldn't. Does it? And usually Herbert is the one that doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, sorry guys. <laughs> Carry on. Um, oh, that's what I'm what I'm gonna give you a punishment now. You're gonna take trash out or something. That bag gets a trash rolling. I would do it for the whole year. <laughs> <laughs> but you, do you want to sign a contract? Because I literally will give you that if you want to do that. <laughs> Be careful what you're saying there. I'm good. Um, I forgot what I said. Uh, yeah, I'm from a pretty small town actually in Europe, in Germany, and New York obviously is a, it's a pretty big city with big houses. And so I was like flash and I, I was wandering around. I didn't, <laughs> I, seriously, I didn't know what I'm doing here. Um, but like then I met my teammates actually the first day. And we we hang out. We we walked around campus, and yeah, it was like like Dave said, it's just like eye opening. Yeah, it's like yeah. you're entering a new life. Did you have any idea what to expect? Not really. To be no. I had like I, I did some research obviously before like, yeah. where I'm going, where I'm flying, and everything. <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, because you're really bad at airports as well. <laughs> this guy is the only guy that can actually be in an airport and fun off have the plane to be a, and still miss the plane. <laughs> like you're at the gate and you still miss the plane. It's, it's the only guy that can do it because you're on your phone. Because, no, it's a true story. I was actually working with a client on his admission process. Oh, and well, then the gallery. There's yeah, a good reason. Yeah, it's not the only time we missed the plane. here for you at Athlete yeah. USA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll miss the flight to we'll get you the scholarship. Yeah, for you guys. <laughs> you, also, you also push it to like the last possible minute where you're like drive there at the last possible minute. No. You want to miss flights. I think you do want to miss flights. <laughs> Mm, I want to be on time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the German way. Be right on time. The best of not early, not late on time. Uh, I guess for me, uh, being an American, it's still a bit overwhelming that first day. Uh, you roll up to campus, and I went to Mercyhurst University, a beautiful D2 in Erie, Pennsylvania. I believe there was snow on the ground. but uh, no. In August? <laughs> in August, it's, it, the falls are, are great. And uh, the first day, you kind of go as an athlete, you go through some orientation, uh, physical, and, and then you're kind of right to class. At least that's how it was for me. And uh, the classroom that my class was scheduled in was incorrect. Oh. They had changed it and sent us an email. So one thing as a student, as a student athlete, is to be sure to check your student email, especially yes. that first day. So they changed the classroom on me, and there were five or six of us that were wandering around just wondering what to do. Like, you can't miss your first day of class ever as a freshman. Well, eventually we found our way. We got in there. The, the professor was really cool about it. She kind of expected things like this to happen. And we sat down, and we played a intro game to get to know one another in the class and there was about 20 people in the classroom and we played a game called two truths and a lie so you had to tell two truths about yourself and one lie and the person next to you had to guess oh we should play <laughs> yeah we should, we should play, play often yeah, yeah. Really had funny. to guess what your lie was so i was first up because i walked in late to my first day of class so i had to tell three things about myself and one being a lie and after I said my three things the professor goes now that's how you lie <laughs> and I'm like oh great the whole school's going to know me as that guy but uh, it was a great great experience uh, <laughs> the first day was a little bit awkward it's it's a little bit uncomfortable because you're you're away you don't have uh, the safety net of your parents being right there for you like you do in high school and you get to meet a bunch of wonderful people from all over the world and uh, that was what was great about, you know, being away from home and going to college for the first time for me. Uh, I think what's interesting with all you guys have said is, like, you feel like you're kind of on your own a bit. Like, your parents aren't there. I think that's what makes the Athletes USA service so special, that if you need to talk to somebody but you don't want to talk to your family, you can just call us. 
and we'll like you know we'll, we'll help you anything you need. I think that's what's really cool. Um, going to my first day, I remember again off the plane. It's funny the European guys. Everybody got off the plane. Got off the plane. <laughs> yeah, we, got, we got off the plane. Yeah, we, we flew in. Yeah. <laughs> we, we took a chopper. We took a chopper in. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, we flew, I got off the plane and um, I remember just being like, well, "This is a very small airport because I just come from Heathrow in London, flew to Chicago, and Chicago to Des Moines, Iowa." So in Iowa, it was like the airport dude was so tiny. I was like, yeah. okay, this is different. Um, coach picks me up. Coach is a super nice guy. Spoke to him on the phone. And uh, he picks me up at the airport and he goes, do you want to pop? It's the first thing he said to me. He's like, do you want to pop? Like, Thought he wanted to punch you? No, I was like, I didn't. I was like, what's a pop? And, they, like, he, like, and he said it in a way where he was like, you know, like welcoming. So this is really weird. And he, I go, what's a pop? He goes, you know, a pop. I'm like, dude, I have no clue what you're saying right now. <laughs> like, I have no idea. And he goes, you know, like, you know, Coca-Cola, Pepsi. I'm like, oh. I said, I call that like soda. We call it like, you know, soft drink mm. in England, right? So he goes, oh, okay. So I was like, okay, I have to learn a new language now. <laughs> um, so that for me, yeah, for me, it was a lingo was really different because obviously coming from London, you know, we have our own kind of, you know, slang and then just this like American Iowa slang was so different. I remember driving for like an hour and a half to the, to the school. It was like cornfield after cornfield. I was like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like this. I get a campus, I seen pictures online. And I was like, I had a good idea what to expect, but really it sounds similar to all your stories. It's just overwhelming. It's way bigger than it seems. Um, the facilities are just amazing. I remember seeing the golf course for the first time. And, oh, this is amazing! The, the practice facilities, the gyms, the the restaurants and stuff. It was just awesome. Um, but what I really found more interesting and fun was the teammates. So, like, I only spoken to some teammates before, but I found like just gelling with the teammates and like, like you become friends like instantly, right? Because I think that's one thing. I don't know how you guys were, but I was like kind of nervous a bit. Like, am I going to get on with the people? And my team were really cool. We actually, I shouldn't say this, but coach. You know, can't get in trouble now. We had a we had a big college party the first night, which was really awesome. Like the softball, basketball, uh, all the teams kind of got together, and we went what we called dirty roading. So you go down like this like road in the middle of nowhere, and you just have beers, and it was a good time. <laughs> it was a really good time, and um, you know it was kind of welcome to college basically. But and then after that, it got really serious. But it was kind of the first night. Everyone kind of like you know got to know each other. Uh, we had a laugh and um, best best experience of my life to be honest uh, for me I'd do it again in a heartbeat what about you guys do it again yeah absolutely I wish I could come back <laughs> I live vicariously through everybody we send to college because you're living the experience I wish that I could live again so. yeah it is, it is the best experience and, that, and again that's why we're doing this because we had you know, even though we maybe didn't go to all the schools we wanted to go to, I know Jay, you love your school. We yes, spoke about this, I but yeah. <laughs> um, well, let's go to a different school. Yes and no, I did love my school, but I would have gone to a different one if I had more options. Um, but either way, I had an incredible time. I know all you guys did, and we do this because we want you guys to have the best experience, and that's why we do these podcasts. We do the athletes show 4 p.m. Eastern time on Fridays. We'll be doing this on Mondays, probably at 3 p.m. Eastern every Monday. So we hope you've enjoyed it. Anything else you guys want to leave before we leave today? No, we're all good. Good first show. Should we yeah. do a drum, a drum roll? On that bombshell. Cheers. Ready? Mm -hmm. That's the end of the show. <laughs>